Welcome to Finish Well Homeschooling Podcast, where changing the world starts with changing the home, with your host, Meredith Curtis. And welcome to Finish Well Podcast. I'm so happy that you're joining us. We are going to talk about Christmas, which is one of my favorite holidays. And I want to share with you our Christmas morning traditions. If you're looking for the show notes, this is episode 176. So I'm going to take you back in time to 1986. Yes, I know that's a long time ago, and you're probably guessing that I'm a grandmother, and it's true. I am 60 years old. I'm a grandmother, mom of five, homeschooling mom, and I just, again, I love Christmas. So back to 1986, my daughter, Katie Beth, has just been born, and now Mike and I are no longer just a couple. We are a family, and I'm thinking in my mind, Lord, I want to create some Christmas traditions that where I can pass on values, I can celebrate the birth of Jesus, not in the worldly way, but in a really focused on Christ way. And I can give Katie Beth a sense of identity. This is our family. This is how we do Christmas. And so I began to pray and just Kate was born in August. And I know that sounds silly, but I just began to pray and say, Lord, what what can we do that is really special for Christmas again? Because I love Christmas. And so I came up with some different ideas and some of them that year and some of them in the next few years. But within about three years, we had this Christmas morning tradition set and I would really love to share it with you. So one of the things that I did was to write some Christmas devotions. And every year we make them available to our subscribers as the December freebie, often along with something else. Like this year, I think it's a Christmas cookie book and our Christmas our Curtis Christmas family devotion. So um, if you're not a subscriber, be sure to subscribe. You can follow the link in our show notes. Again, this is episode 176, or you can subscribe at powerlineprod.com. Well, I started on these devotions, and this was my thought. I was thinking about the entire Christmas story. It starts with Zachariah and Elizabeth, because they don't have a baby, and they want so desperately to have a baby, but they finally given up and they're a really righteous, godly couple. And the, an angel appears to Zachariah and says, you're going to have a baby. And he just really has a hard time believing it. So he struck them, but sure enough, Elizabeth gets pregnant. And meanwhile, in Bethlehem, not in Bethlehem, in Nazareth, an angel appears to Mary and says, God has chosen you to get pregnant with the Messiah. And so Mary ends up being Elizabeth's cousin and she goes to visit Elizabeth 
And she stays with Elizabeth three months from her sixth month till the time of her delivery. So she sees this miracle and we know it has to have cemented her faith. She goes back to Bethlehem, faces Joseph, who is thinking, I really should dump this woman who's probably cheated on me. But God appears to him in a dream. And so he doesn't. He becomes her husband. They travel to Bethlehem. They find... um there's no room at the end, and so Jesus is born in a stable with the animals. And this is the Christmas story. This is the whole package of it. Oh, and I didn't even mention the shepherds and the wise men, and I didn't mention Anna and Simeon. See, there's so much to the Christmas story. And I thought, I want my children every year to know that this whole story, like when God sent his son to earth, there were so many details that he worked out. And I wanted my children every year to go through the entire story. So every day we would read a portion of this big grand Christmas story and we would sing a few carols. And as the kids got older, we would ask them questions that were just very easy to talk about as they got to be teenagers. Then the questions became a little bit deeper and that was our Christmas devotions. Now for Christmas day, what I did is I had us read the book, not the book, the chapter two of Luke, which is the Christmas story. And I inserted Christmas carols after almost every verse. So we would read a verse, someone would read a verse, then we'd all sing a carol, then the next person would read a verse, then we'd all sing a carol. And at the end, we sang happy birthday to Jesus. So that was our Christmas Day devotions. And that has worked really well over the years because It's given my children a greater depth of understanding of the Christmas story and the different people like Anna and Simeon and Zechariah and Elizabeth and the wise men and the shepherds. And they have a big picture view of the Christmas story, the angels. So as as I, I worked on these devotions back in 1986, and of course, I've tweaked them over the years added more questions, made them look a little more attractive with color. and But those same devotions that I wrote back in 1986 are the same devotions that this Christmas we will open up and we will read together and we will sing the old carols and they will remind us, this is who we are as a family. This is what we do on Christmas morning. And it's just been a very precious Christmas tradition. Well, of course, there's a little bit more to our Christmas morning tradition. So I'm going to share that with you. First of all, I prepare for Christmas morning. And one of the things I do is make sure that long before Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, the house is decorated. I don't try to do any decorating on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. And I tidy up. Before I go to bed on Christmas Eve, I tidy up so when everyone comes down on Christmas morning, the house is sparkling, it's clean, and I also make cinnamon rolls, usually the day before Christmas Eve, and they're rising, and I make a breakfast casserole, and it's refrigerated, so I just get up in the morning and pop it in the oven, and I have the orange juice ready, and I set up the island on our Christmas 
in our kitchen with plates and napkins and mugs turned upside down. And so when we come down for Christmas, everything is ready. I don't have to go into the kitchen and prepare. I can just sit and relax and enjoy Christmas too. I have purchased lots of Christmas t-shirts over the year. And when the kids wake up, they get dressed and they put on their Christmas t-shirt, of course, make their beds, brush their hair, brush their teeth. So the, the immediate focus in our family is not presents. The immediate focus is to get ready to celebrate Christmas. So we all come down. We all filter down. We're all in our Christmas t-shirts, which makes the pictures really festive and fun. And my husband will always go to the TV. Since we live in Florida, we don't have a fireplace. We don't really need it. And he will put on this little video we have with a fake fireplace. We just love that. We love doing that. It's silly, I know. And we turn the Christmas tree lights on. We have everything looking festive and fun. Some years we decorated with streamers and balloons just to remind our children that Christmas is a birthday. As soon as everyone's down and everyone's gotten some hot chocolate or coffee or juice, we pass out the devotion books and we have our reading through Luke 2, singing all the Christmas carols. And while we're doing that, right before we start the devotions, I put the cinnamon rolls in the oven. And then as we end the devotions, which they take a long time, it takes a long time to read and sing carols, that many carols. And then we get to um, sing happy birthday to Jesus using the cinnamon rolls as our cake. We put candles in it. We light them. We sing happy birthday. And even though some Christmases I spend with grown children, they still want to do it because it's who we are. It's what we do. And that's what I love about Christmas, how it establishes our family identity. And if you want to learn more about traditions, then I really encourage you to listen to our episode 173, which is about establishing your own family traditions to cultivate celebration and a family identity and passing on values. So if you're interested more in traditions, I really encourage you to listen to episode 173 and read the show notes. But one thing that I have noticed over the years of singing Christmas carols is my children will always say, can we sing the next verse? We used to just sing the first verse, but gradually, sometimes we sing all the verses of all the songs. And I mean, that takes forever, but there's so much theology, so much meat in those verses, in those Christmas carols. And that's one thing I've really appreciated about the traditional Christmas carols is they are packed with good sound theology. And we really, really appreciate that. Sometimes we've had people join us for our Christmas Day celebrations, and they are so amazed that we do this. A lot of times people say, this is so weird. They don't actually say it to us, but their face says it. This is really weird. But sometimes they end up crying. Um, sometimes they end up saying, wow, I did not know verse 3 of a little town of Bethlehem said this, or verse 2 of angels we have heard on high, and it really can impact their faith. And so we have just had some people really touched 
by joining us for our Christmas devotions, not because we're some great family, but just because the message of Christmas is so great. And being able to focus on Christ first, being able to pray, being able to read the scripture and sing songs to him, it really changes the focus of Christmas Day. When we finish our devotions, we pass out all the presents and eat breakfast. So um, I'll usually serve breakfast, and then usually the youngest two will pass out all the presents. Everyone gets their presents. They have a pile of presents. And then we open presents one at a time. And that way, the giver can enjoy giving the present. So when I'm opening a present from Juliana, I can say, oh, Juliana, I love this. Thank you so much. And she can say, oh, I really am glad you like it. And I remember when one of my children were little, they would, they didn't have money for presents. So they would go into our rooms and find things of ours and rewrap them for us for Christmas. It was really cute. And then we would open them like, I think I have one of that. No, no, I wrapped that for you. It was really funny. So um, what we do after we open gifts is because we open our stockings on Christmas Eve. So we don't open our, our stockings Christmas morning. But what we do after we open our gifts, after we've eaten breakfast, we um, call our family members. So that just reminds our children that family is very important. And even if they can't be with you, you can give them a phone call. So many times my sister is with us, but if she's not, we call her. And in the days before my parents um, passed on, we would call my parents, we'd call my ex-parents. And that was a special way to let them know grandparents really matter. They're a part of this Christmas celebration. One thing that we also do when we're opening presents is someone usually will keep a list and then we have a list for thank you notes afterward. So that is our Christmas morning tradition. We have been doing it since 1986. It has been tweaked a little here and there, but it's basically the same thing. And my children love it. They passed it on in their own home, my daughters that are married. And so it has become very, very precious, not just in our generation, but in other, in the next generation. And we're really grateful for that. Here, here is something to think about. I'm not doing this podcast so that you do my family tradition on Christmas morning. You might do that and I'm fine with that, but I'm here to encourage you to be proactive and choose a tradition that will make an impact on your children, that will affect them for the rest of their life, and that they can pass on to their children. They may not pass it on to their children. They may do something completely different. But give them a sense of family identity by saying, this is how we focus on Jesus Christmas morning, that Jesus is more important than the presence. And I think our tradition has done that. It's been really precious to us, precious to our children. And I am grateful that the Lord put that on my heart back in 1986. So your children might be 12 years old. They might be teenagers. It doesn't matter. If they're older, include them. How can we make more how can we make Christmas more focused on Jesus and ask them for ideas? And how can we 
read the Bible, sing Christmas carols on Christmas morning? How can we make that really special and fun? And I think that's what we've been able to do over the years. And I'm I'm really grateful and thankful because Christmas is all about Jesus. It's about his birthday. It's about him laying aside his glory, putting on human flesh, coming to earth, living a life of, of serving, and then finally going to the cross and dying for our sins and being raised up. And this Christmas day, we celebrate something so precious, and we definitely don't want that to get lost underneath the presents. God bless you. Have a very Merry Christmas. And I hope that you and your family grow and grow and grow in your love for our precious Savior that was born on Christmas Day. Thank you for listening to Finish Well Homeschooling Podcast with Meredith Curtis and the Finish Well team. Please listen in every first and third Monday of each month at 7 p.m. Eastern Time here at the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network.